Hey there, you're listening to Reality Reprocess, a podcast that talks about reality TV shows and other media, whatever I feel like talking about, and reprocessing them in a more real reality-based lens versus the produced versions of reality. My name is Tina Lonsberry. I'm a mental health therapist in the state I work in. I'm obsessed with binge-watching TV reality shows, reality TV shows, and then analyzing them. I've been doing it for years. Started with Bachelor watching show, like Bachelor watching parties and saying nonsensical things about the craziness of Bachelor contestants. But now there's so much more to analyze and so many more outlets. So today, um, we'll be going over a few reality TV shows, trying to make it a little shorter than our first episode. Before we get into that and I'm laying out everything, um, disclaimer, this is not a replacement for psychotherapy ever. I'm not your therapist unless you're already meeting with me. (laughs) In that case, this is outsider sessions. Don't, this is no advice for you either. (laughs) So... I may talk about diagnostics and diagnoses in our episodes. doesn't mean that I can diagnose them officially because I don't really know them. Again, I'm seeing it through a filtered lens. So, but I will be talking about my clinical expertise throughout these episodes. There will always be spoiler alerts and spoilers and sometimes triggering things that I talk about. So... Keep that in mind. If you need to pause and check in with yourself, do that. So, last episode, we talked about Selling Sunset and the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. So, I'm kind of going to have a response to the Depp and Heard trial. And then actually explain what Selling Sunset is for those of you that don't know. And then we're going to go over a little bit of Selling Tampa. So first, we're going to kind of have a rebuttal about the Depp and Heard trial. I don't know how much I will be talking about this in the future. It's just getting really tricky. Amber took the stand and it's getting a little bit dicey. Um... And you never want to put down women ever as being a woman. And also an individual who has experienced sexual trauma themselves. This is tricky for me. And I have a lot of like, ooh, gross feeling in my gut with some of this. Um, Where, again, looking at it objectively, like as if I'm a juror or a judge, like it is just her statement there is no solid evidence other than pictures of a disarray home but that doesn't mean yeah it yeah I'm not getting into it but there's other evidence against her that I still for me personally if I was a juror um and me watching the videos that I've seen again 
I only see so much of what's on. Like, I'm not watching it the whole trial. So, it's a, I'm a filtered juror if I am one. So, but from the evidence, it just seems like Amber's diagnosis of BPD and histrionic, it's hard for me to really feel like she's a reliable reporter about what's going on. And Depp, also, he has other issues that I'm like, the reliable, the reliability about the reports is really hard. So you do have to lean on more of the audio recordings. And from the audio recordings, I still feel that Amber is pretty gaslighty with Johnny. So at this point, I don't know what's going to happen. It is a very tricky case. I don't know what the result's going to be. And I want, I will be still following it. I don't know if I'm going to talk about it a ton. At this point, still leaning towards Johnny, but it could go either way, to be honest. It's just really tricky. So that's that. I don't want to put down Amber, but clinically, I just, I see it. And I don't know if she's just reliably reporting is what we call it (laughs) in therapy land. Don't know if she's a reliable reporter, so and that's way that's the way we talk about um sometimes suicidality with some of my clients. I'm like mm. most of the time I know, but that's just another therapy land term. Okay. On a lighter-ish note. <laughs> that was it's just dark. I don't like talking about it. It's just very tricky. Um Selling Sunset had their reunion last Friday. I'm a week, more than a week late talking about this, but whatever. And I didn't really explain what Selling Sunset is, and we'll get into Selling Tampa, and they're both very similar. They're similar. Um, so Selling Sunset, they just follow this brokerage with two, um, two twi- twins. Not two twins, but twins, right? Is that how you say it? Whatever. Twin brokers, and they have all these female boss lady ass bitches, boss lady bitches, whatever. That sell for them multi million dollar homes. It's in California. All of these lavish things. I think it's in, um, I think LA area. LA or mm, LA, probably. So they had their reunion. I have three things I really noted that I want to talk about. I'm not going to talk about everything because some of it just doesn't interest me as my podcast. So whatever. But let's go to Kristen not showing. I'm not surprised. Figured she wouldn't. I think she posted something on social media about the way the season was produced and it put her in a bad light. I mean, yeah, but to me, there's so much against her that, like, they're not doing much to do that. She's doing it to herself. Does that make sense? Um, I don't think that it's all production. I really think that it's her and she has her own trauma and she's very borderline personality. It's never her fault. 
everything's everybody else's problem. She's great. She can't hold herself accountable ever. And she may never um, seek treatment because a lot of individuals with borderline personality disorder truly think, truly, 100% truly think that they are not the problem. Doesn't, doesn't mean they always do, but a lot of the time it's hard for them to progress in therapy because it's so filtered, like their fullest, highest sense of themselves is, has become like enmeshed with this trauma self, if that makes sense, where they have to defend themselves consistently. And so then it becomes this enmeshed personality disorder where they can't not be anything else than what they are. But doesn't mean they can't get help. They truly can, but um, as a clinician, borderline personality is hard to treat. Like it is really hard because it is filtered even towards the therapist. And so they believe that they have nothing wrong with them. They don't want to do homework, blah, 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 blah. It's very tricky. But I'm not surprised she didn't show. And it seems like the next season that she is not going to be there because um, the guys. And I can't remember the other guy's name. Jason and... Oh, I don't know. I'm going to have to look it up right now. Oppenheim group. Let's see. Da, 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 da. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. Brett! Ugh. Couldn't remember his name. Brett. So Jason and Brett have said that they don't really want her back at this point. It's very unlikely that they will let her back into the brokerage. So, because of the things she did, where she, like, I don't know what you would call it, but like, scalped? Not scalped, but like, stole. Um, stole a client from a different agent at their brokerage. So, so Jason and Brett. Okay, got it. Boom. <laughs> We're not perfect, and that's okay. Um, so yeah, I don't have much to say about her other than like I was worried that Amanza also like something happened to her, but she was just sick, and I'm glad I got to see her. I like Amanza. And I'm not saying her name wrong. Her name is Amanza. Not Amanda, Amanza. Just so you know. So then we go. Sorry, and I have the sniffles because it's allergy season. And then we go to Chelsea, the new British girl who got on with being linked up with Chelsea at the beginning of the season. And it really seemed like Chelsea was like stalking Kristen. And then, like, latched onto her and kind of got her way into the Oppenheim group. Which is great. Badass bitch. Re- um, networking. Resourcing. Great. Cool. But Chelsea just seemed like she just wanted the spotlight in the filming of the reunion. Just the way she was like, oh yeah, I know. Or like, da, da, like the way she talked and I should have written it down but um, it was just like oh yeah I like imagined myself being on it and they were talking about the fashion change from season one to season five 
and how the fashion's like elevated. Um, which great, cool, but like you guys are real estate agents too. Like, again, it's luxury real estate, but so maybe I'm unaware of like how they should dress, but it is just kind of weird to me because I'm never gonna have a luxury home. Nor do, I don't, I just don't want to worry about that. I don't want a luxury home. I want a home that's just going to be oh, just right for me one day in this housing market. We're not talking about that either. We will not get into it, but it just seems like, yeah, she was there to be heard and seen. But that's great that she's doing it and she's confident in herself. Um, so my mind needs to like marinate on her a little bit because she wasn't consistent with her perspective too with Kristen and so it was just like she's a chameleon in a way where she'll change her answer to be a certain way and they talked about Davina and hers altercation in at lunch um, not altercation, but like disagreement. And I think I still believe Davina handled it the best she could because Chelsea was just talking over her and I, I can't deal with that. Cannot like that is just rude and manipulative to me. If you're having a heart to heart or a resolution conversation, like you should not be talking over the other person and be in defense mode. Most time you are because you, people are heated, but mm -mm, no, thank you. And they played the clip again of Heather at lunch and Kristen showing up like 45 minutes late and like freaking Heather just held her own boundaries solid. Loved it. I talked about that in the last episode, but want to just say like still feel like those communication things need to be pointed out. Great. Um, now we're going into Chriselle and Jason. <laughs> I have a little mini grief session with them not being back together. And I wanted, like, the way it was produced, um, in the reunion where I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna get back together. This is gonna be amazing. Jason's being open and vulnerable. Like, oh my gosh, there's a chance. Um, and then later on, things happen. We'll get to that in a second. But I really appreciate Jason being vulnerable and their true authentic self with um, opening up about the breakup. It was hard, for sure. And he had support from his brother Brett and the girls in front of him and Mary... And it was just nice to see that he had the space to discuss that and be vulnerable. And I really think that men should be able to have those moments and not have any... No one should say anything negative about that. Like, they're being a human being. And that breakup is really still hard. And I feel for them and I still want them back together so bad. But then... Chriselle announced 
and some people were shocked especially davina and maya maya is i think the french girl she's amazing love maya um but they were shocked you could see it in their face and production was just like eating that up a little bit i don't know but Chriselle announced that they are dating a non-binary music artist called G Flip. And it was a lot for other individuals. And they showed a clip of G Flip's um, music video that Chriselle was in. And it was spicy. I don't think I loved the music of what I heard, but it's fine. That's not... It's whatever. <laughs> but... Um, Rochelle got to address that and kind of just say, like, I, I don't know how to talk about this. This is a new experience for me. Like, and I also saw a clip of, I think, an IG story that Rochelle put out, too, that she is still figuring out how to discuss this. She's just attracted to male energy. Doesn't really matter what form it is in. So it's kind of pansex pansexual-esque. And correct me if I'm wrong. If there's another term for it, please educate me. I'm a white cisgender female who is like on the Kinsey scale. Maybe oh, I forget if which end is the higher one. I forget. I think I'm like probably a two or a three on the Kinsey scale. Maybe. So. Kinsey scale is this like where you lie on heterosexuality versus homosexuality versus asexual too. And it's been around since I think the 70s. So maybe it's from, I think a Dr. Kinsey. So Kinsey scale, really cool. Psychoeducation about um, sexuality. But going back to that, she addressed it on IG story. She explained like, we were there filming all day and you only get to see an hour of a show. So not everything was said and seen. And that's true. I like that she knew she's been in production for many years with being on soaps. So I'm happy for her. I'm just sad that her and Jason still aren't together, but, hmm. So that's most of everything from Selling Sunset Reunion. Um, after that, watching, before, like, before watching the reunion, I watched Selling Tampa. I really like it, and unfortunately, I just looked at before um recording this that season two has no release date set up which is kind of sad I feel like there's diversity and like social stigma around why there isn't a season two of Selling Tampa yet and I'll explain so Selling Tampa obviously very similar to Selling Sunset but it's in Tampa Florida the only the main difference is there is one broker um, in charge of all of the other um, realtors. And the broker is a veteran 
and she, the broker, has created this space at Allure Realty for all women of color. So it's all female realty real estate agency and all individuals of color. It's really cool and I love the inclusivity in having this as a show. Like that's super cool. It is a different vibe um, than selling Sunset, but but it could just be because it's in Tampa. Like there's different cultural things going on between different states. Like if I still, maybe one day I'll do like a Real Housewives of Salt Lake because that's a joke and I live, I live Utah. So I know (laughs) it's just, it's a joke and I'll have to cover it one day, but not today. Um, I have an Instagram now for, um, reality reprocessed and it's all that one word. So if you want to DM me and give me ideas, let me know. Um, I still don't know how often I'll record these and get them out because I do work full time and I'm starting up my Etsy shop too because I do therapeutic worksheets and stuff. But anyways, back to Selling Tampa. So Sherelle is the broker. She's amazing. She um, is actually engaged to a former NFL receiver um Ocho Cinco um and she announced that she's expecting at the end so she's having a baby with him or probably has at this point to be honest and she's um a hustler and I really like it um some of her management management style the real estate agents are saying like, whoa, you're too military-esque. And I can see that too. Um, I would have pushback. I don't like people telling me what to do. I like it to be more of a collaborative thing. So maybe that's, if there's a season two, that would be great. So then there's these other individuals. So Sherelle is great. Um, there's Alexis who at the end of the season gets let go but she's not bringing in any customers or clientele or selling and she does play the victim. So, and I think that's different too. I think with all women and not having any like, um, male figures, she does like Sherelle has to play like both sides and be more tough. So maybe that's why she overcompensates with being super direct and it's almost to me over direct with being more military-esque but the women I think play into that um motherly and nurturing side and kind of like not intentionally manipulate but like kind of are manipulative like oh and like trying to find the compassion in Sherelle so anywho I really like it too because it kind of shows Sherelle, even though she's engaged, she is more living a single mom life. Um, because I think Chad Ochocinco is in Miami. So they have a long, like it's her, her life. I want to know more about, and I want to see more. So Alexis, um, does later get let go and she still is playing the victim, but 
she really wasn't trying very hard. And when she did walkthroughs, yeah, they were bad. Super bad. She didn't know anything about the property. And I would have been, as her boss, really pissed. Um, There's two other girls, Anna Sophia and Colony, who are like top agents at the brokerage. And they are the cutest freaking girls. Love them. They're just boss-ass bitches. They know what they want. Um, They're young and feisty. Really awesome. Then there is this individual, Joanna, who is like the office manager. And they always... The other girls are like kind of catty and they call her HR. (laughs) Which which is kind of funny, to be honest. But um, Joanna just really helps out um, the broker a lot. Uh, Sherelle, but they feel like she butts into their business for no reason, and so they just call her HR as being like passive aggressive and catty. <laughs> There's, I feel like these women are like more blunt in their hatred versus as passive aggressive because it's like blunt. That's kind of aggressive aggressive, like calling someone HR <laughs> when they're not. <laughs> so that's what I like about this show too. Is like. There's something like, and again, don't know the culture of women of color, but it just seems like that's kind of just how it is. Like, you just call people out, and, like, you just roll with it. Um, Then there's Carla. She's lovely. See, and she's Venezuelan, so it's just, that's why I'm going to say people of color. Um, I don't know how they're identifying And then Rena is one of the more, um, I feel like more like regal womanly one. And she, um, is dabbling back and forth with opening up her own brokerage. And then she has a conversation with the two top agents that Colony and, um, Anna Sophia about like kind of not coaching them, poaching them, (laughs) poaching them into coming with her and opening her own brokerage. And then Tennille, I just don't remember her a lot, but it's fine. But I like this dynamic of inclusivity with it. It kind of upsets me that there isn't an announced second season because I think it's, this was a while ago, like there should be a season. So coming out if they're already if they haven't announced it um I think they need to be represented and I think it's really entertaining because there's a retreat they go on to Miami (laughs) and the company dinner gets lit and people and the like people call each other bitches and I'm like whoa (laughs) like um that I don't think that would ever happen at my work too. That's why I'm like, ooh, I love this. But I would never want this at my work, to be honest. I just love watching it. I love seeing drama. Don't want to live it. And that would never happen at any of my work retreats. Um, Just because we're like all therapists. So most it wouldn't happen so I'm like oh my gosh this is crazy they're calling each other bitches and they're leaving and they're like 
having to walk away because they're going to get in a fight. And it's, it's just really fun for me. Um, but yeah, let's, let's get a petition going saying we need it back. And maybe it's because the cast members don't want to have it done again. Who knows? But yeah. Anyways, hopefully you like that. I'm going to have like two episodes out this week. Hopefully I'm recording this on the day I'm supposed to upload them. I'm really lagging. I've just had a rough week and I will try and figure out a time and a consistent frequency of when these are going to be out. I just have to fit it in with my life. Um, cause I really like doing it, but it's just balance and I'm not very good at that. I'm a yes woman. I want to do everything, but I also need to manage my mental health. So always as an end, I want to give a song or two. One of the songs that got me through this week that was just fun to hear and I was just jamming in my car was a throwback. And it is Still My Sunshine by Len, all caps. Mm. Love it. Love that song. It's just a good summer bop, especially when we're talking about like selling sunset, California vibes, and then Tampa, just summer vibes. Mm. Love it. And then another one, if you have, I'm sure most of you have heard it, but really, truly, Lizzo is a freaking dime. She's a wonderful gem, but about damn time. Sorry, I mumbled that. And I'm sorry if I mumble theme themes. See, <laughs> I'm sorry if I mumble things. I'm notoriously being called out by my friends and family that I mumble, and I will try my best to not mumble. But Lizzo's song, About Damn Time, so good. So good. But hopefully those can lift your spirits this week, kind of get you through, or listen to whatever else helps you get through some of the harder moments or harder days in our week. So thank you for listening. I always appreciate it, and I will see you next time. Or chat with you next time. You don't see me. Please don't. You don't need to see me right now. I look a hot mess. (laughs) Okay. Bye.